Okay. All right. First Corinthians 15. Now I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preach to you, which also you receive, in which also you stand, by which also we are saved, if we hold fast to the word which I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. For I deliver to you as of first importance what I also received that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. After that he appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time, most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared to me also. For I'm the least of the apostles, not fit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me did not prove vain, but I labored even more than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God with me. Whether then I was or they, so we preached, and so you believe. Now if Christ is preached, that he's been risen from the dead. How do some say there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain. Your faith is also in vain. Moreover, we're even found to be false witnesses of God because we testify against God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise. In fact, if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And in, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless and you're still in your sins, then those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If we have hoped in Christ in this life only, we are of all men to be pitied. King James says, to be, <laughs> it just left me, uh, most miserable, he says, well, the resurrection of the religions of the world, the Jews don't believe in the resurrection. They don't believe in Christ. The Muslims don't believe in Christ, so they don't believe in the resurrection. So who doesn't believe in the resurrection? And there are some so-called Christian sects who don't believe in the resurrection. 
Um, I'm s sorry to say I don't listen to the radio very much. Um, if it's not on YouTube, I probably don't see it. That, that you were supposed to laugh. <laughs> but back in the day when I was in the car a lot, and, and uh, uh, have anybody ever heard of the Worldwide Church of God? <clears throat> Mr. Herbert W. Armstrong, one of his sign-off things when he was preaching, he would say, you know, send no money to P.O. Box so-and-so in Pasadena, California. <clears throat> Send no money. After his death, his son picked it up, and then after his death, his other son, Garner Ted Armstrong, picked it up until his death in 2003. They have changed from the Worldwide Church of God now to Grace Communion International. But this little offset, offshoot sect doesn't preach or teach that Jesus has risen from the dead. Our Jehovah, Jehovah's Witness friends, they don't believe that he was raised from the dead. They also don't believe that Jesus is God's son. They don't celebrate birthdays. They don't celebrate break Christmas. Uh, they don't celebrate Easter. They are a true cult. A true cult. Um, they're active in our area, so you need to know that. Our Mormon friends, who they don't like to be called Mormons anymore, they're Latter-day Saints, LDS, they conduct Easter services, but they don't follow the liturgical thing of Monday, Thursday, or Lent, or Holy Week, but they do, they do go with Sunday. Um, some even go to the uh, <laughs> extent to include bunny rabbits and eggs. But uh, I, I don't know if Art will remember this or not, but that was one of the first things Velta and I uh, hit head on, that Easter wasn't about the Easter basket. It was about Jesus being raised from the dead. And because he was, we have a different kick in our step and a walk. Last week, I asked you to pray for our friend in Baton Rouge, Bennett. Bennett was buried yesterday. And it, it uh, brings back all again, not only were we friends, I'm two months older than he is. <laughs> and it kind of brings it home once again. And yet, <clears throat> we will miss him. But he is in a better place this, this day because of the resurrection. You that were in the heaven class uh, that um, our sister uh, Sandy taught, um, uh, Randy uh, concentrates his book 
on the new heaven and the new earth. And we're going to say a little bit about that in, in a minute. In the new heaven and the new earth. More times than not, when we talk about death and we talk about our loved ones going, we, we want to know what's going on right now. What are they doing right now? Uh, we don't know. <laughs> uh, the Lord, in his infinite wisdom, has hidden those details from us. Now, we know some things, you know, absent from the body present with the Lord. Today, you'll be with me in paradise. And somebody said, wherever Jesus is, and that's paradise, and that's where I want to be. But the resurrection gives us the hope that we have, as in verse 19, if we have hope in Christ in this life only, we are of all men most miserable. Our, we will get to this in our study in, in Samuel, but when David and Bathsheba's uh, baby died and they were they were lamenting and his his servants uh, you know he was uh, very much distraught and the baby died and he says what's the deal you know he got up and took a bath and started eating and David said to his servants he says uh I can't bring him back, but I can go to him. And all of us have hung on to that truth of life after death. So the resurrection, uh, let's continue reading in verse 20. But now Christ, who has raised from the dead the first fruits of those who are asleep, for since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. There's a real short part of the Messiah that, that Handel wrote about this because Adam died, Jesus as in Adam, all must die. But through Christ, we can all be made alive. Skip down to verse 35. But some say, how are the dead raised? And what kind of body do they come? <laughs> Paul lays it out here you fool that which you sow does not come to life unless it dies and that which you sow you do not sow the body which is to be but a bare grain perhaps of wheat or something else but God gives it a body just as he wished how many of you planted your garden Friday? Oh, we've got a bunch of gardeners in here. <clears throat> when you 
put that handful of corn seed in your hand to drop them in the ground, uh, you want to produce something but not that grain of seed. And then you water it and you fertilize it and you watch it grow. And what Paul says here, he says, it's got to die in order to be raised again. Verse 37, that which you sow, you shall not sow the body which is to be, but a bare grain, perhaps of wheat or something else. But God gives it a body just as he wished, and to each of the seeds a body of its own. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one flesh of men, another flesh of beast, another flesh of the birds, and another of fish. But there's also heavenly bodies and earthly bodies. But the glory of the heavenly is one, and the glory of the earthly is another. There's one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For the stars differ from star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown, a perishable body, and it's raised, an imperishable body. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is raised in weakness. It is raised in power. And it is sown a natural body. And it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, then there is also a spiritual body. We've often said in according to this scripture and others, um, our frailties of, of uh, earth will pass away. Turn over a few pages to the left to 1 Corinthians 13, which we know is the love chapter. Um, let's pick up in verse... Um, Verse 10, 1 Corinthians 13, 10. But when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now, we see in a mirror dimly but then face to face now I know in part but then I will know fully just as I have been fully known we won't know the whole story till we get to glory and it's <laughs> we don't know all we've got facing us, but it's going to be, it's going to be good. Verse 45 of chapter 15. 
so also it is written. The first Adam became a living soul. And the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural. Then the spiritual. The first man is from earth, earthly. The second man is from heaven. So is the earthly. So also are those who are earthly. And as is the heavenly. So also are those who are heavenly. Just as we have bore the image of the earthly. We will bear the image of the heavenly. We have had all kind of discussions from time to time. You know about. How are we going to be in heaven? What are we going to look like? And <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think anything I can get will be an improvement. <laughs> but to, we're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna see what, what we have. And uh, uh, God in his wisdom. Billy Graham wrote a book. And he basically says... I trust him for the life in this, this earth. I trust him to save me. I'm going to trust him for heaven too. And it comes to our faith. Um, I've told you before that when I was in the hospital by myself, you know, boy, Lisa, you might have, gone through some emotions too I don't know but uh, it uh, when you can't breathe and you're struggling for your breath uh, you think some strange things and your faith will be tested but I believe verse 49 just as we've borne the image of the earthly we will also bear the image of the heavenly now Paul kind of switches a little bit and he talks about this, this thing of death as we all, um, we say, you know, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. <laughs> but when we're, when we're pressed, we don't want to leave this world. And maybe we need to think about that and pray about that a little bit more uh, because, um, it's not our home. Verse 50. Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you, show you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. For this perishable must put on imperishable and this mortal must put on immortality. But when this perishable we will put on imperishable and this mortal uh, will have put on immortality then will come about the saying that is written, Death 
is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O, excuse me, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. Paul in Thessalonians expanded on this a little bit. And uh, we don't know when uh, this word that's not in the Bible, but we use it pretty good, the rapture, when the rapture will happen. Uh, he exhorts us uh, to be ready. When we went through uh, uh, Matthew, you know, he talked about one will be in the field and we just need to be ready. So turn over uh, to the right to Second Peter. Second Peter. Chapter 3. You with me? Second, Second Peter chapter 3. Verse 8. Do not let this one fact escape the notice. Beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Verse 11. Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, and sort of, what sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning and the elements will melt with intense heat. But according to his promise, we are looking for a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you look for these things, be diligent to be found in him in peace, spotless, and blameless, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. Therefore, since you look for these things, be diligent to be found in him in peace, spotless, and blameless in the patience of our Lord. He's promised us he'll take care of us. 
And it's all because of the resurrection. This day that we just set aside as, as a day of, of remembrance, um, it's uh, the thing that separates us. I've asked Art to play a little clip, uh, and then after this clip, you'll be dismissed. Thank you.